eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, you heard the big voice. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard. I got Evan Jenkins back with me. Evan is off of his uh, short hiatus last weekend as I did the instant reaction to the Michigan and Michigan State victories. Evan, welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. I, you know what? I missed it. I really did miss him going to that game. But I did also enjoy watching it on TV and seeing it from a different perspective than what we're used to at Spartan Stadium. And, I mean, the Spartans took care of business. I'll tell you a couple of things. When I went back and rewatched the game on the, uh, the DVR, because it wasn't on Big Ten on 60, which is – a whole nother gripe I have of myself. You have no programming. Just do it for every game. Why don't you do it for every game? Why do you only do it? Every Ohio State game, every Michigan game is always on there. Well, maybe they're I don't like care everywhere if they, else. They don't have workers. If they play Little Sisters <laughs> of the Poor. If you can do it for five games, what's two more games? Even if you have to do it like a day later. Okay. Right. No, just just give us something. Or but during the week it can be. My God, can, do you always have to show your bias for certain teams at all times? That's yeah. that's just the personal gripe that I have. The Big Ten cares about certain teams, and they don't care about others, plain and simple. But in watching the game that I DVR'd, I'll tell you this. You couldn't really see it at the game, but, man, those helmets stood out on TV. Oh, they popped. Big time. At, at the game, it was like, okay, they they were just white helmets with something on it if you were, like, up high in the press box. Sure. But when you watch it on TV, I was like, okay, that was a home run, bringing those helmets in. That was the one thing that I was curious about with them is the fact that when you see them, that the outline on Gruff Sparty is very thin. It's not very bold, but you're right. On TV, it looks spectacular. And uh, before we jump into that, I don't know if it translated, but... I got to give him credit. I gave him crap the first week. The, the intro, ten times better. Was it okay? It so was. I didn't. I didn't really see it, but I did see. Did they put the light show with the intro? They put the light show okay. with the intro and, and 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 talking with the AD. Basically, 
they have to upgrade the audio system in there. That's he what was I was going to ask, is if they have a whole different program that they're trying to run. Because yes. I'm sure that there's programs now that you can do the smoke, the lights, the sound, all within right. one encompassed thing. It's a million. It's going to be a million-dollar upgrade, but, yeah, they realize it sounds bad, and they're planning on gutting the thing out and redoing it probably over the summer and the off season. And speaking of bad things, you're going to have to respond to this. We might as well I might as well ask you now before we get to it. Oh, this is the, the question games. at the end? No, this oh, is okay. not. This is a different one. This is about the scoreboard that's happening at Spartan Stadium. Yeah. And it seems like it's wrong on yeah. every single yeah. play. Do we know why? Is it broken? Is the person up there sleeping on the job? It's um It's it's it it uh it's a temporary person up there. So Sounds like the main person, something's not, they're not there. Okay. So it's a replacement. I mean, you and, can't have second and 61 on the yeah. scoreboard when it's like third and one. Yeah. It, <laughs> it is, once again, a, a very major concern. If you could see the look that I saw when I brought up the scoreboard, it was like, God, yes. Uh, I mean, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal it to is have that. Because work. when you, I mean, what you, you don't realize just, how much you look at the scoreboard? Yes, for down and distance and where they're at, and when you're, it's. I mean, I almost I became a coach. I'm just looking at the markers now. Okay, mm-hmm. it's second and eyeball, and it looks like second and six type of thing. Yeah, you know what? You got a month. You got a month to fix this before the Michigan game. You okay. cannot. It, it would be beyond embarrassing if this takes place. You need to fix this in a week the way that they did the intro because the intro was sweet. Was they had it? the lights. And they had the, the, oh my the God. fire going, like old Pistons games. So and... it was the fire. It was the smoke. You could hear the swag surfing. Okay. Uh, and then you, the light show that they did between the third and fourth quarter, that was the intro. Like the lights, it was sweet. It was like, wow, okay, you got something here. Now we're going in the right direction. So you, you still got a little bit of time before the Michigan game because that's one where, yeah, you, you can't embarrass yourself. And they – I told you, if it were me, I, I would just do the light show every time they scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That whoever was doing it, his fingers would have been uh, swollen at the end of the first half because State scores so many touchdowns early. But yeah, that Kenneth Walker punt return for a touchdown. No, Jaden Reed. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, J, yeah, Jaden Reed. Sorry, <laughs> Jaden Reed uh, punt return, 88 yard punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, you would have saw the light show after that. You would have saw it after every touchdown, especially at night. I would just make that my thing. Um, (laughs) Because apparently in college football, you know, you got to come up with your own thing because if you use somebody else's thing, it turns into controversy. Yeah, they just keep chopping. Chop away at it, huh? Yeah, just keep chopping. It's like, like, are we really turning this into (sighs) – this may be probably the worst – pseudo fake fight I've ever seen. Is it has Twitter gotten worse this year when it comes to college football? Dude, Twitter is the worst period. Well, I've no, often no, equated I, I, it. I know that, but it seems like every week these fans of teams are picking this huge fight with the other team and I'm because like why? This is a, Twitter is the equivalent of licking the sidewalk. <laughs> it's that's, just that's what it is. You you know what? Honestly, if given a choice, I would probably rather lick the sidewalk. It's just crazy to me that I see them picking fights with every single school base and or fan because base. Because if I, well, then I'm out. <laughs> but why? Like, who cares? Because, okay, first of all, 
if you ever really want to see who these people are, just click on the profile six followers. Yeah. Like ten numbers in your name. <laughs> it's not a real person. Or it's clearly it's a burner account with an egg up there or some me. stupid picture from a TV show or a movie. This is just somebody who can't use their real account. I, I, honestly, I don't even. Like Michigan, Michigan State week, I don't think I'm going to be able to log on. Dude, I just Michigan, don't Michigan State, I probably, if they're especially if they're both undefeated, oh. I will probably, during State's bye week, the week before, I, I would, I'm not even going on there. Because it's it, going to be crazy. It'll be nothing but vitriol and we're as a guys. This will all get decided. Yep, Saturday. It'll at all get noon decided. Three thirty. There's no way that's a night game, right? It could be. Well, I, mean, I, I understand it could be, but you think it will be if they're both undefeated? Well, here's the thing. Fox yeah, I take mean, that at noon. At, no big game kickoff. No, because you got uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Oh, and you would also have. Well, it's not this sexy anymore, but you got Iowa, Wisconsin. I bet. ABC and Fox will fight it out. Or Fox gets the first choice, right, for their big noon kickoff. Right, so you you may be looking. Ohio State, Penn State could be higher ranked, especially if Penn State wins this weekend. Yeah. Now you may be looking at. they have Iowa this weekend, right? Right. You could be looking at, you know, three versus five. Yeah. And the Michigan, Michigan State could be like seven versus eight. Yeah. So, yeah, the bigger game is probably that. Now, I think where is the game at? Is it Ohio State? Let me look and see. I can look it up. Um, it's it, it's crazy the way the Big Ten's shaking up because it's all going to get solved in the last few weeks with every team. It is. I mean, you're going to see a little bit this game's week. at Ohio State. Okay, so they love going there. You know, I was about to say if it's at Penn State, Penn State would want it to be at night. Yeah, they would do a whiteout. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's. It could be. I mean, they did the night game in Ann Arbor, and people said, well, you could never have a night game, Michigan, Michigan State at night, and they pulled it off. And it was great. And, yeah, I mean, nobody there, there wasn't the raping and pillaging that everybody thought was going to be, oh, my God, the fan bases are just going to. You know what? If you can't control yourself, that's not the school's fault. That's not the football team's fault. That's your fault well, yeah, because you're a jerk. And there's night games between rivalries all the time, except for the game has to be played at noon. But you see it every week, and you don't hear all these crazy reports that there's fights and things burnt down and vandalism of the – like, no, 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 they're just football fans. And when it comes down to it, the bark is always bigger than the bite. Yeah. So I think that it could be – I'm thinking probably a 3.30 kickoff. I got I just Noon to me just kind of cheapens the game. This, this Fox big game, it's they're trying to establish a brand, but it's, it's a noon kickoff, and I think that no big game should ever kick off at noon. Noon college football is the appetizers of the day. I agree. It's the games that you, you know what, you kind of sit there, you may be a little hungover or tired, and you just kind of watch. Real games start at 3.30. And continue on into the night. The 12 o'clock games are the ones that pretty much are the almost the guaranteed victory games. Like, you know this team's going to beat this team. It's the undercard. They're and, usually the get-your-stuff-done type of games. Right. Yeah. That if you got to go and run the Home Depot or someplace. You let's can, do it now. You can, yeah, let's look, uh, watch a little bit. Maybe catch some on the radio mm-hmm. going there. But you're not sweating like, oh, my God, I got to hurry up and get back home. 
I got to get back home for the 3 o'clock games kickoff. Or if you got to cut the grass or rake the leaves, you're doing it then. And, you know, okay, I'll go out at halftime, and if you miss the third quarter, you're not upset with yourself. So we'll have to wait and see what the time is going to be for that. Uh, but both teams still, they, they got a couple of games before we get this, and each team will have a bye week. Um, you know, Michigan State is going up against Rutgers, and – you know, they're, they're, I think they're a five or five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I think it's Rutgers homecoming. I, I don't know how much Shiano's going to get the boys fired up over this whole keep chopping thing. I, I, If that I, motivates you, God bless you. <laughs> I mean, I right. don't know how it could. I, we've heard that in coaching for years and years and well, years. Well, I mean, apparently, because I, I was reading last night on uh, ESPN's website, Oklahoma and Notre Dame play like a champion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess Oklahoma has that play like a champion outside their locker room. And Notre Dame famously has that outside their locker room. So who stole it from who and why are you using it? I mean, I get it, but it, it's <laughs> there's no original ideas. People take stuff all the time. And also, doesn't it kind of go away when you leave the school? It does. I mean, should should. Wisconsin, Row the boat, still be at Minnesota right should, now? Should Wisconsin get upset because Michigan did dance to the jump around? No. I'm and su- Michigan jumped around? I'll be honest, I'm surprised more teams don't do that. I would. Right. I mean, it's just like, well, well you can't do this. It's like, all right. I, 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 I mean, why? I always, imitation is the best form of flattery. If somebody did that, that means, you know what, I did something well. It's like plays. If you run the same play that I ran, okay, you must. You were watching my game and you liked it. And okay? also, hey, you don't want Michigan to jump around. Don't let it get jump to a ten point lead. Right, right, right. So it it, it just amazed me of the uh, the faux outrage. Well, it's when you do stuff like that, you have to expect the other team to take that as motivation, right? Yeah. I mean, every player and coach is looking for the little bit of extra motivation to get their guys there. And when you do something like that, that's iconic. Yeah. When you say don't step on our center field, yeah, we're going to go plant a flag when we win, okay? Right. You know, stuff like that. It's like we're going to do it. Right. We're going to disrespect you. Now, listen, the flag planting, okay, that's kind of one of those, man, you're on your own. If you do that, you may get your ass kicked. Oh, absolutely. So you know what? If 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 you choose to die on that hill, go right ahead. But, but I mean, we see it in sports all the time, from T.O. running to the star in Dallas. Or Baker Devin, Mayfair. Or Devin Bush just raking the Spartan logo right. at the 50-yard line. It happens. There's disrespect. Well, then make them pay for it on the football field. Right. So that's that's pretty much where it's going. But for Michigan State and Rutgers, I look at this thing. Uh, Michigan State, man, they're, they're running that touchdown play early and often. They're scoring a ton of points. Now, I thought they were going to hit 70 in the game against Western Kentucky. They didn't. For the second time in two weeks, well, second time in, in consecutive weeks, they, the offense just kind of stalled. And not including overtime, they've only scored six points in the last two weeks in the second half. If you include overtime, a whopping nine points hmm. in two weeks in the second half and overtime. The problem to me and Tucker kind of alluded to it in his press conference, they're just, I don't think they're making the adjustments from the other team's second-half adjustments. Where, okay, Evan, Evan's team is running this play, so we got to come up with this to stop it. 
and Michigan State doesn't have a counterpunch to that. Miami was probably the best second half I've seen that team play. Absolutely. Where they came back, and it was because it was 10 7, I think, at halftime. And second half, they just, Miami, I mean, they just took it to, to, to the hurt. I was about to say the Dolphins. They took it to the Hurricanes. <laughs> and Miami, Miami didn't have a counter to that. But ever since, man, it's like that that read option play. The plays that when especially when they get to like the ten yard line, man, they stall. They cannot score. The read option doesn't work. If Western Kentucky is stopping your read option play, you need to go back and work on that thing. Yeah, I almost feel like it's Mel Tucker challenging his guys to be able they know what's coming but we still have to be able to do it and they're not excelling there but what i do like about it is even with under a minute left mel's still on these guys i've seen him so pissed off this last game he was anybody that would be around he's chewing them out because they're not putting out the effort because in their minds the game's over right? right and that's not good enough for them and i like to see that I really like to see it. I like to see it as well, but you, you got to be able to. Well, they can hit the big chunk plays. They can hit the long touchdowns. But man, if when they got a score, and it's first and goal from the ten, chances are you're going to see the field goal kicker out there before you see a touchdown. It's like first play, it's going to be a handoff to Walker. Second play, handoff to Walker, maybe a or a jet sweep type of thing. Third play is going to be a pass play. And then they're kicking the field goal. If I know this, then everybody else knows this. And that's their pattern. It's very, very predictable. That's something that they have to clean up because when you play better caliber teams, you you almost lost to Nebraska. You let Western Kentucky stay in the game. If you're up, you got to be able to come out. I thought that they would take that first drive and just put them away 49 to 14. Then you could get some backups in there. Then you could do some other things. They're not doing that. Now, for Rutgers, Rutgers is probably going to be missing their uh, one of their, their best receivers, Bo, Bo Milton, and uh, left tackle Raekwon O'Neal. Both got injured during the Ohio State game. They already have uh, some freshmen on the offensive line. Didn't realize, I mean, as, as bad as people talk about Michigan State's defense, and the secondary, they, they're like number six in the nation when it comes to sacks. You know, you know, you won't have Drew Beasley, but I think that you probably will get um a lot of pressure on the QB. And I, I'm not a big fan of, of uh what is it uh what's his name? Benadryl, Vidal or whatever. Yeah, V-R-D-E-L or something. Yeah, not not a big fan of his No, he's prone to mistakes. And and boy, did they get exposed against Ohio State last week. To me, he's a very, very poor man's Adrian Martinez. I mean, Martinez is somebody that you almost wish played for another team. If you put him on, you know, Georgia, you put him on another team, he's probably the kid's a game changer. He is, but he's stuck in Nebraska and he should have transferred out. And there's times, you know, you look at his turnovers late in games, but that's the kid trying to make a play, knowing what he has out there. You know what I mean? He's yeah. putting it all on his shoulders, on his back, and he's saying, Hop on, guys. I might drop one or two, a few on the way, but I'm going to give us the best chance to win. And I mean, they've looked better the last 
couple weeks, haven't they? I mean, I, Northwestern's awful, let's be honest. Well, Northwestern is a get-right game. Uh, it was probably the perfect game for Michigan State to start with, but Nebraska's defense, man, they're, they're a bunch of grown men out there. They can get you with a pass rush of just three or four, and they can wreak havoc. I mean, for Michigan – Michigan's only averaged less than three yards a carry for the last two games. I think their last two games they rushed for 112 yards each game. <clears throat> and But you're looking at, like, I think 2.8 or 2.6 yards per carry. Which is very concerning because that's the that's your, their offense. And your passing game is not really up to snuff. This Nebraska game, I would probably feel better if I was a Michigan fan if, once again, as I said earlier in this podcast, if the game was at noon. Because I, at night, the crowd is hyped for this thing. It's a different feel night games are. It's, it, you know, it reminds me of a pro player saying, you know, Monday night football just felt different than a regular game on Sunday. Because you know eyes are watching you. Nebraska going into this game has the one thing that historically speaking, Michigan has never really, Michigan has never overcame, and that's a mobile QB. You you put Michigan. I, I mean, going back to the late days of Lloyd, days of Gary Moeller, uh, you you name the coach. Michigan can't handle mobile QBs. Some of their worst losses or upset losses. Look at the guy, and you're like, oh, you know what? He's got a point. I mean, even going back to the Braylon Edwards game against Michigan State, when Drew Stanton was in the game, MSU had like a 17 point lead late in the game. Stanton goes down, and then they made their comeback. But mobile QB normally equals they will have a pro. If they win, it's going to be a game where they sweat it out. Think of Army and Air Force. Those games were probably a lot closer than Michigan fans wanted them to be. Michigan's defense is predicated on keeping you in the pocket. If you can break containment and roll out to the outside, that defense is now at your mercy. And you saw MSU found out what happens when, if you don't wrap up Martinez He's going. in a play that you're thinking, okay, it's going to be a loss of 10. No, it's a gain of 70. Because once he breaks to the second level, good luck with that. Kid's pretty fast, and, you know, he could take a, he could take a beating. So it's going to be a challenge for them. I mean, Vegas apparently sees the same things that I'm seeing. They think they're down to a two or two and a half point favorite on Which the road. Is wild because I would have thought it would have been way bigger. What were they against Wisconsin? Uh, oh, they were a road dog. They, they were, were a road point. dog. Okay. Yeah, Vegas. And then they came out against Wisconsin. I think for Wisconsin, we can finally end the Graham Mertz experiment. Graham yeah, Mertz is bad. not good. He had, he had, what, three throws in that game that were good? And then Dax Hill just knocks them right out. But if it's not for that touchdown pass in the corner of the end zone that game's not even close at all yeah and you know michigan kind of gifted them that with the squib kick which was weird thinking that was no i i i understand the thinking this is one where i you know you cannot bash harbaugh for that basically i'm going to take advantage of the fact that i think you're done and i think you're mentally done because we're just cooking you out here so i'm going to see if you're paying attention right Case in point, Big Ten Championship game 2013. Michigan State, except for they were down. They they were coming back against Ohio State. They had just scored, and then they kicked an onside kick in, I think, the fourth quarter. 
And Ohio State ended up getting it because it went out of bounds. But I remember Darquez Denard almost landed on it because it caught him off guard. There was no way you're kicking an onside kick. I like the element of surprise because normally right before the half, most teams relax. Mm-hmm. Going to get the ball, we're going to take a knee, we're going to go in. Heck, they almost got that one when because it, it ricocheted off of a. So I, I'm, 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 I'm always I, I like the aggressiveness because the onside kicks work when you're not expecting it, not when you they got all their people and you got all their people. Now you got to hope for a lucky bounce, but you catch them because I mean. I would do it more often because most guys on on kickoff return teams, as soon as the ball is kicked, they automatically start turning and running the other way. They don't even watch the ball come off the t- off the ground. Yeah. So, I don't fault them for that. Now it, it costs you seven points, but my God, they went out there and they just they they took it to Wisconsin. Yeah, and I mean Wisconsin does have a very nice defense, but when that defense is on the field for forty minutes of a game, it's like. You're going to wear them down. You're yeah. going to beat them over the top. You're going to get people cheating. Yeah, it's Harbaugh's second best win, I think, of his tenure. I still say uh, at home against Notre Dame, what was it, 2019, in the rain. Yeah, it's just uh, the thing that bothers me the most is I still hear how great Michigan is from their fans, and it's like. Okay, they're going to always say I that. know, but it took you 20 years to get this win over Wisconsin, and you finally beat them. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But you beat them when they were down, right? And that you only want to beat what's in front of you. I understand Evan, it. This comes from a fan base that hasn't won the Big Ten since 2004. Right. How's that spec soured? We're, we're, we're getting to the point where every player on their team wasn't alive. No, but— and, and We're getting to that point. If, if this goes on for a few years— you're gonna have kids on the team that was not alive when you last won. But all this, all this season, and call me a hater, call me whatever you want, is it reminds me of Harbaugh's first couple years at Michigan. They beat Wisconsin at home. Remember the Jordan Lewis, and, right? And you know, I remember Valeni saying on the air that Wisconsin wasn't that good, and you have to beat them. Like they beat Wisconsin, just not in their house. And I see this season's gonna come down to three games, like it always has for Michigan. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It'll come down to three games, but I'm telling you, this game Saturday night will be a challenge. This game Saturday night will be, I'm going to put it on the same level of Army and Air Force, except for Martinez can pass the ball. It's, it's, I think Vegas has it right in saying, guys, it's going to be close. Yeah, I, I just see it the other way. I just see the way that Michigan's playing and – and they, they, it's the second half that they wear them down. And Martinez is going to end up making a mistake somewhere. Well, here's, the, here's, here's the problem. Wisconsin couldn't move the ball. No. Their offense was horrible. And once their second string came, Martinez, in, that was it. Martinez can move the ball. Yeah, I just – so this is what I worry about with Nebraska trying to play Michigan. And it's going to be that read option. And it's not a true read option because Martinez just kind of keeps rolling out to the side until you decide to come down on him, and then he'll go if you don't. But I just see him making too many mistakes with that, trying to do too much. But, you know, that's him. I don't know. I mean, did, did the Northwestern game get him right? I mean, Michigan gets Northwestern in a couple of weeks. And that's what I'm wondering because once you build confidence, confidence is a crazy thing. It's better than steroids, in my opinion. When right. you think you can do something – you can do it. And so, and who did they beat before um, um, Northwestern? Because they're coming off two straight wins, right? No. Oh, okay. So they lost they, to Michigan State. Yeah, they lost and then, to Michigan okay. State, yeah. 
And, and then they had lost to Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, so they, 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 they played they, Oklahoma very tough. They were playing – they played – Oklahoma and Michigan State were two games they should have won. Yes, and they, they played at Oklahoma, correct? Correct. Yes. So their fan base is thinking, we're a lot better team. And I think if you look at the records, they're a better team at – I want to say whether they're 3-3 three and three or 2-4, and four, whatever, than Wisconsin is. Wisconsin played a lot of top-10 teams – Wisconsin's a bad team. Nebraska's lost a lot of games, but they were competitive games. Wisconsin, the, yeah, you you failed. You should have never let Jack Cohn leave. You did. Yeah, and and you have nothing. Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin and and Clemson are going to have to hit the reset button big time. Neither team's going to be worth anything. Neither team may make a bowl game this year. It's crazy, isn't it? And. But next year, maybe because something can happen. Wisconsin got sold on the fact we got a five-star QB, so we got to play him. And then I you hope saw how he played last year in the limited he action. Played, he played. Check it out. He had one good game. And that was like and, the first game, wasn't it? And then it? A, a good half in the second game. And he rode that thing all the way up until last Saturday. And if I'm Wisconsin, he can't play for me anymore. I got to pull the plug. Watching him, and I don't watch every Wisconsin game, but – it's hard to see what the coaches saw in him because he was a because he's they got married to the to five star recruit. You're seeing that with Michigan right now. Michigan, and here's when me and Mike disagree. I think under Cade McNamara, Michigan has the recipe that they could win. Now oh, it's it, Jake Rudock. It's a hundred percent. He's Craig Krenzel. Okay, he's Craig Krenzel with Ohio State. Let your def- lean on your defense, lean on your running game, try not to turn the ball over. You'll win ugly. You'll it won't be it won't be pretty games. It'll be very low scoring games, be very methodical games, but you get the W at the end. Michigan is falling for the for the banana in the tailpipe. JJ McCarthy, he's the gunslinger, he's the faster guy. We 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 can do more stuff with him. The problem is if you make that switch, you got to make the switch. And there's no half and half in this thing. He's your quarterback. And we're not substituting him out. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Michigan's going to play that substitute pattern thing. Going to put him in on the goal line. And then, you know, Cade will get some reps. And then J.J. will get reps. No team has ever won doing that. There's a reason why. The, the saying goes, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. I think the only team that I can think of that actually did win was that Florida team with Leak and Tebow. Tebow as a freshman. But that was – Tebow's different than J.J. McCarthy. He yeah. was a straight runner. Yeah. Where I, he put his head down and went, and every once in a while he would throw. Tim Tebow as a freshman was different than Tim Tebow as a senior. Yeah. yeah there, there's not a comparison there. But that's the only thing that I can think of ever working, and that was in – but that but was that, only Tebow and that at was a, the goal line. A once in a lifetime college football player. Right. Tebow came in at the goal line. Tebow came in on fourth and one. Yeah. I'm talking about rotating guys for series. Yeah. Here's I don't get it because what has Cade done wrong? He's nothing. done Cade's done nothing wrong. He doesn't I, get sacked. I see he doesn't this, turn the ball over. I see this with my with my 49ers. You don't want the starting quarterback, but the starting quarterback has done nothing for you to bench him. You really want the backup, but you didn't have the balls to put the backup in to start off the season. He doesn't have the reps. 
Now, they got uh, a bye week after this Nebraska game, which is which I can see them making the switch, and then you let him start and play against Northwestern. It's a good game to start with. Absolutely. The only problem with that is your final three of your final five games are against top ten opponents. Had you played him in the non-conference when you were playing the Westerns and the Northern Illinois and even the bad Washington team, yeah, maybe he would be ready. But if you're going to let his first road game be at East Lansing, that's a recipe for disaster. For Michigan, you, you if you're Harbaugh, man, stick with one. And if you really want to win the Big Ten, because – it almost comes across like he didn't think that he was going to win the Big Ten. Harbaugh was just trying to save his job. Harbaugh was trying to get enough victories. Cade was going to give him the victories. Remember, he named his quarterback at Big Ten Media Day. Which was odd because this is the guy that had a returning uh, Wilton Spate and wouldn't name him starter right. after he started the previous year. Right. All the way up until game one. And I was like, wow, I can't believe Harbaugh went that quick to do it. I when- think because Cade meant Washington was going to be tough. They were ranked to start the season off. Cade's going to help me win these games early. Look, it's, it's, everybody see, Harbaugh knows my job's in jeopardy. I, Mel Tucker can do stuff for the future. I mean, hell, he's rotating nine offensive linemen in games. And you can see, I'm trying to find the best guys for next year. Even though State's 5-0 and and they're ahead of schedule, He's still playing for next year. Absolutely. I'm still trying to figure out what my guys are going to be in next season. Well, now, maybe he tightens things up because, he, you know what, we got a chance at doing something. But for Harbaugh, I need it right here, right now. There is no next season. I'm, I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Well, and that's exactly what I think it is. Where Mel Tucker's trying to build a program right now where Jim Harbaugh's only playing for a team. And that what I mean by playing for a team is – this team to get him to his next place. right? And so I, I think I was telling you this the other day, just uh, in passing, that if Michigan runs the ball 75 times a game and they win it every single game, does that help them down the road with recruiting quarterbacks, wide receivers? No, it, don't. it hurts them because exactly. But if, if all I'm, they care about is here and now. Right, because if I'm going after a quarterback that you're going after, I'm going to sit here and say, well, you know, you're only going to pass the ball five times in a game. Or if you, yeah, you know, if you're Mel Tucker and, you, and you're going after uh, uh, Dante Moore, the mm-hmm. quarterback from King, well, you see what we did with Peyton Thorne, and this could be you. Uh, what's Harbaugh going to say? You're going to turn around and hand the ball off? Oh, well, it's going to be different with you than what we just did because you probably told the quarterbacks there that they were going to be different, and it wasn't. It works for this year unless this is going to be your new identity. Like, the funny thing is, like, this is a team where a guy like Denard Robinson fits. Oh, yeah. If Harbaugh had Denard Robinson right now, 100%. He'd probably have the best team in the nation because now you got three guys you got to worry about in the backfield instead of two. And if I'm a defense scheming for Michigan, right, what we're seeing is J.J.'s coming in for the threat of the run, and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, and he might beat you over the top. When you're coaching against that, you tell your corners, I don't care about you playing the run. You're watching your guy, Mm -hmm. and you're defending your guy. You're not cheating with your eyes in the backfield. That's where J.J.'s got his touchdown um, just this last week was somebody cheated. You know what I mean? And And – and I got to give it to 
credit to Michigan because, you know, they're even doing the flea flicker. They're doing what they can to they are. make offense. But if you, here's the problem with J.J., and you saw it with Cade. There's a difference when you're the guy. It's like being a teacher and a substitute teacher. Substitute teacher is fun guy. Come in. We're going to play games. We all had this cool substitute teacher that you love. But your main teacher, you knew, okay, this is long term. And I think the same holds true for quarterback. Last year, when it was Joe Milton's show and Cade just kind of came in, he was having fun, and everybody thought that he was going to be this guy. Responsibilities change when you're the guy, and now J.J. is the one out there having fun, and you're the one out there busting your ass trying to get this thing done. If you make the switch, which I don't think you should, I think if I'm Harbaugh, I leave Cade, and I roll the dice with him. It won't be pretty, but you're getting W's. And that's all that matters in the end. Look at the I, I hate to keep using look at the 2013 state team. That team wasn't pretty. I mean, we romanticize all oh, the Rose Bowl and Kyler Ellsworth and Darian Harris stopping the look at the games. They didn't blow out teams. No, it was always 14-nothing against Purdue. And one of those was a Denikos Allen. Uh, scoop and score. And, and you know, you wipe your hands and you say good win, right. right? And that's all you do when you're rolling like that. But in college football today, you need to score points and you need to score a lot. Well, in college football today, you need to be a versatile. You need to say, okay, you can stop the run, I'm going to go to the pass. You're going to stop the pass, I'm going to go to the run. You need something. And for Michigan, I don't know if they have that. You've had two teams in a row. We're going to stop your run. You came away with victories in both games, but now the caliber of teams are getting ready to jump up a little bit higher. Teams that could also put up points. Wisconsin, great defense, can't score. Well, and it's also, what can you do when it's crunch time? Because in crunch time, two weeks ago against Rutgers, they couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Right. When you needed And that's what I'm saying. Rutgers, great defense. Can't score. Wisconsin, great defense, can't score. Now you're going to come up against defenses later on, Penn State and Ohio State, and oh, by the way, we can score points too. Mm -hmm. Because it won't just be a rock fight. We're going to challenge the DBs. We're going to throw. We're going to make you have to throw that ball. Who's the best team Michigan's played this year, you think? Statistically? No, just. No, I looked it up. It's Western Michigan. Yeah. Western well, because Michigan's, they're playing very well against everybody not named Michigan. They're four and zero. Oh. Yeah, Western Michigan's four. No, I'm sorry, four and one. The best team that they played against, yeah, it because Washington got bombed by Oregon State, who basically just jammed the ball down their throat the way Michigan did. And they also had not that was not a D one offense. That no. wasn't a major Power Five offense. No, I, I would probably say Western Michigan is probably their their best opponent. So and, far. okay, so my 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 follow up to that is is that based on Michigan's defense being really good, or is that based on the other teams just lacking talent, or is it a combo of both? Because well, see, here's I do the think thing. Michigan has a pretty good defense. I, I just that- don't know how good. They have a good defense. I, I applaud the way that they're using Aiden Hutchinson. I didn't think that it would work the way that it is, but he's setting himself w- so far out, and the angle he's coming into the quarterback forces the tackle to turn in a way that opens up a hole that any guy that stunts can just fill right in that gap and get to the quarterback. So they're using Hutchinson. I give Mike McDonald credit. I, th- I thought it was a mistake what they were doing, but they've actually increased Hutchinson's stock. Um, 
But but they, after that, what the, is there? They haven't played teams that can score. Right. That's just it. So, I mean, it, it it's like MSU. You know, you go up against Western Kentucky and you score a ton of points. But when you look at it, Western Kentucky's defense is hot garbage. Yeah, and, and you couldn't you run the ball sco- against it. You should have scored a ton of points. So, it's like, okay, you're going up against offenses that can't score. Your defense is good, but they're going to look really good. You're like, it's you're, you're an eight, but if you're in a room full of ugly people, you're now a ten. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm rolling. But now if you're, if you're an California eight. California ten and a Michigan ten. Right, right. I'm about to say, if, if you're an eight, if you're a Michigan eight and you go to California, you're a five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what I want to see, if I'm a Michigan fan, even more than J.J., more than the offense, I want to see the corners get challenged. That was their weak spot. Yeah. And I still think that's kind of their weak spot. But you they have see, not been challenged You yet. won't see the corners get challenged, I think, until they play uh, MSU. Now, the tight end for Nebraska is going to challenge them. Yes. The, the, the big, big the, like, 6'9 kid over the middle. Yeah. There's nobody who can guard him. Michigan State's going to challenge them. I think even though Demas is gone from Maryland, Maryland's going to challenge the corners. Uh, Ohio State and Penn State are going to challenge them. So the, the back end of their schedule, all five teams. Indiana's probably the one because Penix is done for the year. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I saw him go down. Well, yeah, his shoulder surgery. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much Poor it. Poor kid. I mean, you're not competing for anything, so why why am I rushing this kid back? No chance. Yes. I, hopefully he comes back next season. I mean, I thought maybe if he had a good year he could go to the pros. Yeah, he's back next year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, your final four, your final five games, you're going to be playing up against offenses with receivers. You agree with that, though, that their corners really haven't been challenged yeah, too much? Yeah, corners have not been challenged at all. And those are st- that's still Jamon Green. And, 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 and um, what's his number four? I can't remember. Yeah, they're, they're not Gray, good. Vincent Gray. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good at all. And I think that's a big thing because Michigan's getting to the quarterback right now, but they're outclassing the offensive line on right. the other team. In Wisconsin, that wasn't your typical Wisconsin offensive I line. I mean, you think about it. When Rutgers decided to challenge them, it worked. Oh, yeah. They went after them, and they just, when it got to the red zone, they were the Detroit Lions and couldn't so, score all right, sudden. Right. So, you know, we'll see what Nebraska can do. But, um, yeah, it, it's... I think it's going to be a close game. I, I'm going to go with an election night thing. It's just going to be too close to call. <laughs> I, th- I think Michigan kind of runs away with it. I think Michigan State runs away with it. Um, it's just the only reason I'm saying that with Michigan is because I told you it reminds me of the first few years that Harbaugh was here, and they would just dominate teams that weren't to their see, level. I see. I think Nebraska. Nebraska is that team. And this is why, if you're an MSU fan, you're lucky that they walked away with the victory. Nebraska's that team that they're going to beat somebody. Yeah, Michigan State, they lucked out. Right. They and that's what I'm saying. Nebraska, Oklahoma can say the same thing. Nebraska's going to beat somebody. Mm-hmm. You just hope it's not you. Right. Michigan's now on the hot seat. Michigan's sitting in that seat hoping, praying to God, this ain't going to be me. If Martinez goes without a turnover, and think about it. He finally turned the ball over in the overtime against MSU. Well, he did. And that cost In the fourth him. quarter, too, just Michigan State didn't end up scoring on it. On that pitch, he fumbled it on the pitch. They, Michigan State recovered in the fourth. Right. And they just didn't score. They didn't move the ball right. after that. So that turnover was a moot point. But turning the ball over in the red zone, 
and and the overtime hurt them. I'm gonna be curious to see Michigan face adversity. They so, haven't faced it yet. They haven't had. They haven't been down. No, all season, which is you applaud them, and also another reason why Cade McNamara is your quarterback for the full game because you haven't Cade trailed and is, you haven't turned it over because he's too safe. Whatever. If safe gets you a Big Ten, the kid's going to be crowned in Ann Arbor. He, you can remove one statue and put up another. Think about it. I mean, it's 17 years. Uh, he's too safe, man. So we we will. Every kid Michigan is recruiting right now is they haven't won a Big Ten in their lifetime. Huh? But he's safe, and sometimes safe is not sexy. Well, uh, but like I said, and, and as far as Michigan State and Tucker, I mean, you got something going on with Peyton Thorne, with Reed, with Walker. I think that for them, my God, it, it, you got to incorporate the tight end. That's what's missing from this offense is you got to get Malik Carr because I was just thinking to myself, like, man, they need a big tight end, and I forgot. He's on the team. Malik Carr sitting there at 6'5", 6'6". He was injured at the beginning of the season. But he's been in games now. I've seen him on special teams a lot. He, he's number six. He's he was at the goal line in in the Western Kentucky game. You gotta incorporate him in this offense because I think that that's that now frees up all that other stuff, and now you got another option, especially on the goal line or on those third and four type of plays. You got that tight end that can just go sit in the middle of the field, catch the ball, and he won't get tackled hard. So. And the other thing, when it comes to the secondary, a lot of people were upset that uh, MSU gave up some 500-some yards of passing. Guys, that's... It's, that's the air raid offense, man. It's what that offense does. They throw the ball. That quarterback's good. They throw the ball. Yeah, he is actually good. I mean, heck, if the Lions get an opportunity to take him in the third round, I would take that him. That kid was like Byron Leftwich at the end of the game. He could barely walk, and he's now, still state, slinging state, it. state pummeled him, but it's hard to get a quarterback because he throws the ball within two seconds. So you don't get a chance to get a pass rush. All you can do is jump up and down the air and try to knock it down. I wouldn't freak out and I wouldn't panic because, as I was telling somebody, that's probably the best passing offense that you're going to see for the rest of the year. And you pass that test. Absolutely. And Now, Ohio Ohio State is balanced. Sure. But you're never going to come against an offense – where you're running, I mean, your your corners are just scrambling the entire game. Well, and then when push came to shove, how many field goals did they hold them to? Well, and that's the other thing is as many yards as they gave up, Michigan State's red zone offense is one of the top in the nation where, okay, we'll let you score, but once you get to that 20, 25-yard line, we're going to tighten this thing up, and we're going to make you kick field goals. We're going to score touchdowns. You're kicking field goals, and – that's been their MO. I mean, it, I mean, Miami had a couple TDs, but most of the time they're making you – they're getting the key stop on third down, or if you try to go for it on fourth down, they're getting the turnover on down. So for everybody out there freaking out because they gave up over 500 yards, you're never going to run across an offense like that again unless it's in a bowl game. Right. Plain and simple. Ohio State may be the closest that you get to that. Lord yeah. knows it ain't going to be Michigan. But Ohio State's also not going to throw it 50 times. Right. They're going to balance that thing out. So as bad as it game that, that game looked. Um, I'm encouraged by it, like I said, by not giving up the touchdowns. Because in years past, there's a lot of touchdowns to be made out there. Huh? And they would have given those up. So I'm okay and I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing because you're right. Just don't break. The encouragement know? also goes to the fact the defense that they're running, same defense that Iowa's running. 
Iowa has the people to play the defense. Michigan State does not. You know, and then they lose Cal Halliday. They they can they cannot appeal that, so he has to sit out the first half of Rutgers. Once they get more defensive players, I mean, it reminds me of Narduzzi's defense. Once he got his guys, you saw the difference that Michigan State could bring. When they get their guys, it'll look more like the Iowa defense where they can be very opportunistic and get a lot of turnovers. But as of now, it's just really don't get burned deep. Keep everything in front of you, and we'll be okay. Our offense is good enough to win this game. You guys don't lose it. Like other teams, like for me, Michigan's the opposite. Lean on your defense, score enough points to win, but just know that your defense is going to stop people from scoring. For MSU, I mean, they're averaging like, what, 38 points a game or yeah. something like that? A bit, like last year, 19, just to put things in perspective. So, it's wild. Right. Questions? Yes. Yeah, so, we are on the verge of Big Ten Media Day for basketball. I want Rico Beard right now to give me the player of the year in the Big Ten this year. Yeah, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I'll give you mine. I think it's going to be Hunter Dickinson. I don't think so. And this this isn't me. This is coming from a guy who covers Michigan. I I, I don't know. I think Hunter, Hunter really took off because of all the point guards that they had last year. Now you're just down to Eli Brooks. and Well, they got a transfer in. They got a transfer, but they had good chemistry last year. Oh, Mike Smith. I mean, people hated on him at the end of the year, and I thought he was the best thing that ever happened to that team. I, I'm going to go with probably – I would say I'm, if I had to pick right now, probably uh, – was it Trace Jackson's? Oh, Wisconsin? No, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Yeah, oh, yeah he's always solid. Okay, yeah. so let me then – I'll shift it a little bit. Who's your pr- – Favorite for the basketball for Big Ten? Is it Purdue? It's Purdue. Okay. Purdue, watch out for Maryland. Maryland has a ton of transfers. Uh, At the open practice, and I kind of talked about this on the instant reaction, Michigan State's going to benefit again from a transfer with the last name of Walker. Mm -hmm. Tyson Walker is probably going to be the surprise of the Big Ten. Tyson Walker, Izzo was funny. He pulled me aside and was like, this team looks a lot different with a point guard, don't they? Yeah, they do. Between him, Izzo's really big on A.J. Hoggart. Tyson Walker, to me, stole the show. He he takes you back to the days of, of, of Cassius and Kalen. Just being able to control the ball and but control yeah, he, the offense. But he's he's a point guard, so he he's a thinner Cassius, the best way you could put it. But he can get into the lane. He can get his shot. Great court vision. I think, like, Joey Hauser is going to benefit the most from this guy because everybody hated Joey Hauser. Joey Hauser can now go back and camp out on the three-point line and become that stretch four. He doesn't have to try to drive and create his own shot. He never should have been in that position to begin with. He but. he is going to benefit the most. Where I think State fans are going to actually like him. But I would say favorite to win the Big Ten right now, I would go with Purdue. Cool. Yeah. So, all right, well, for Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening. Get ready for an uh, instant reaction over the weekend. Until then, uh, make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe to the Five Star Zone.